Welcome to Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Tyler. Each week, we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Episode 67. Chugging right along week after week. Audio gold, video gold, however you want it. We're bringing it to you. Week after week, we're back. I'm Ryan. He's Tyler. That's it. Back for another one. Shout out to everybody that uh, tuned in the last week's episode. We went through some three areas of focus, I guess we'll call it, for healthy aging, continuing to be able to work out and train the way you want as you get up there in years. We talked about mobility. We talked about, what else did we talk about? Being uh, an athlete. Training like an athlete, joint friendly uh, exercises. Yeah, we talked about some joint friendly exercises. So, if you haven't, make sure you check that one out. That's probably one of the easiest episodes to implement stuff from uh, that we've talked about. There were some very actionable takeaways from that episode. There might even be a companion video at some point. Uh, I'm making it today. I'm making it today. You never know. So it's coming. It's coming. Uh, check that out if you haven't. Um, a lot of really great information last week uh, talking about how to how to stay healthy, how to feel good, how to be able to do what you want, how to avoid injury, which is something I could uh, I could I could use benefit from. I'm falling apart here, people. Got about ten days till I try to limp across the finish line for the Ironman. It's just one thing after another. I am falling ain't looking, apart. Ain't looking had, good. Had to cut the 10-mile run short last night because of the something in the hip glute area just uh, went down. It was like I got shot by a sniper while I was running. Uh, so we'll see what happens here, man. We're going to try to duct tape this thing together, get across the finish line. How we how we doing over there? What have you been up to? I'm doing all right, man. I'm getting back in the swing of things. Um, I'm back to lifting uh, consistently. Let's go. Like getting in there this uh, second week in a row. I'm just diving in, getting my three days a week in. Actually, I might get some more this week, which I'm pretty excited about. But uh, yeah, no, I'm feeling feeling pretty good. I'm getting back on the horse with everything, getting the nutrition back on track, getting uh, getting the lifting back in there trying to get myself back to the good old days. I was looking back through some old photos the other week. Doing the old glory days run. Like huh? looking back through like old photos from when, like when we did our road trip out West and like all this stuff. And like, there were just all these pictures um, from like me lifting back then. And I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I gotta get back in. I so, you know, hey, I just took a little break. Just took a year off doing nothing but endurance, endurance crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> just yeah. time to get time to get back. I got to get back to a liftathon ready. So, oh, that Ironman Cup. I'm rocking a shout. Who gave us these? Patty. Patty. Shout out Patty for the uh, lovely, somewhat insulated uh, travel mug. 
that Ryan and good, I have been rocking good. for two years. Yeah, I don't really wash mine either. It's just gets, it gets a little rinse out and a little swish. It's good to go. Yeah, we live, that's how it is, man. You live with it, but no, I'm doing all right. Otherwise, I, I'm I'm getting it, getting back into the swing of everything. So I'm I'm quite excited for it all. Love it, man. Love it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm close, man. I'm I'm close. We got uh, a few days. If the finish line is in sight, hopefully I can. Do a little work on the old hip. Get that ready. Get some stick uh, mobility in there. I know. I need it. I need it. Might hit the Cairo. Maybe hit a little massage or something. Try to get that thing worked out. Just I just got to get across the finish line. That's everything. It. Listen, at mile 70.4, everything can fall apart. Yeah, that's exactly as, it. As long as I get that 70.3, hit that finish line, maybe stone cold a couple athletic brewings. <laughs> and uh slam whatever food they got there the hip can go yeah the back can go the knee can go at mile 70.4 it can all fall apart i don't care i just gotta i just gotta get across that finish line that's exactly it got that coming up uh not next episode but the episode after that i'll be able to give you guys the scoop of hopefully successfully completing that as Ryan will be remote recording remotely, like currently, but from a hospital bed. Yeah, it's very possible. Very so. possible. So that's coming up. After that, it's kind of it's kind of nice, man. I, I kind of got that, uh, that's what I'm saying. I kind of got a clean slate. I can I can go in any direction I, I want to go. I mean, I, I I do know as long as the <laughs> as long as the health is there. Shortly after the Ironman, I do want to knock out. Uh, 100 mile bike since i failed that last year so. okay yeah i'm still in on that one i need to get biking so I can... i'm doing that i mean dude i'm doing that in like a month all right i'm in let's go i'll suffer yeah i don't think you understand what the, I, don't, I, 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 I don't think I, you good. understand what you're getting into right? i'm good i'll suffer let's go let's do it all right well you might want to get some time on that seat or else you're gonna have I'm, I'm gonna buy a new seat. No ass. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, go you're gonna have no ass. Um, you, you gotta, you gotta come do one of the obstacle races, though. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, probably. I, I think you'd enjoy it. I'll get there. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I was gonna, I was playing around with maybe doing a hundred mile run later this year, but I just yeah, no, don't I'm think out, this I'm is the year. I, uh, especially one. with the hip thing now. I think. I think I'm going to lay low after this. Like I said, knock out that 100 mile and then maybe just lift and do some casual kind of biking and running. Nothing too extreme. Rehab. Try to get healthy. And then the nice, so the nice thing about like those couple hundred mile ones that I was eyeing up is much like we talked about with why the Pittsburgh Marathon sucks with the date. All of these are in like October. Yeah. So like, that's perfect. Like I don't have to do shit next winter until it starts to warm up. Then I can kind of maybe make a run at that if that's yeah, the route like i decide to go but winter winter time just needs to be like maintenance so it's like hit a couple miles on the treadmill and you're good like just keep yourself with a little bit of a base and then yeah i mean i definitely don't don't you know i'd like to do a real event at some point i just i don't know i don't see myself doing the pittsburgh marathon next year mainly because i don't want to go through another year of running in the winter neither do i so i still yeah. wouldn't mind doing a treadmill marathon no, I've talked about that many times. Yeah, point. I just feel like that'd be such a beating. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a little more forgiving than, um, you know, pavement and all that. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. First things first. 
I will say we've we've thrown out some ideas about that though in the treadmill in the middle of the team room and yeah, just pounding it, pound it out. Um, so we'll get see. something. Yeah, just got to get through the first one here, get through the old Iron Man, and then uh, see what happens. See if we're still see if we're still healthy. But (laughs) uh, speaking of events that are coming up, depending on when you listen to this, Saturday, July the seventeenth. Yeah, we have. I didn't know this was a joint venture, but we have a a became a joint venture this week club hike. Uh, Cheswick and Leechburg members hike this Saturday at noon, I believe, at Harrison Hills yep. Park. And I think that's in Natrona. Yeah, Natrona. That's at. Don't know if there's a meeting spot uh, figured out, but I'm sure we'll post that. But stay tuned. Obviously, this has been the rainiest summer of all time, and it just keeps downpouring every single day. So we'll see what's going on towards the end of the week um obviously we don't want to turn this thing into a freaking tough mutter so if it pours friday and saturday then we might have to call an audible but stay tuned make sure you're watching the members groups um make sure you come out to that that's a nice that's a nice little hike there it's fun we did that last year as, as a squad uh so we got that coming up saturday should be a good time there's ways to make it harder there's ways to make it easier so all fitness levels all hiking i mean we're not this ain't the you know we ain't ain't hitting the appalachians here you know what i mean this isn't uh too crazy so even if you're not a big hiker or maybe you've never even gone on a hike on a trail like that doesn't matter yeah it's it's come on out yeah they got a a bunch of different routes you can even just you know i don't know where my my kids are going to be involved in this but they're obviously not going to be hitting the hills and stuff so we might be able to get a little like bunny course and uh <laughs> you know uh, maybe a tougher route or that's fine i don't know rusty will be out there in a vest yeah and I, I already shit and whatever he'll be I doing already, his thing so i already told rusty i was like look all you land nav man like you're the one who's trained so yeah i might be painting the face like rambo seeing what we can do out there yeah there you go that's how, so that's, that's saturday um smoothie truck in cheswick was awesome you missed the cut due to due to smoothie truck stress. Um, awesome night, little rain, but it didn't didn't matter. Smoothies were awesome. Chocolate peanut butter bowl always delivering, year after year. Good turnout for the outdoor workout. Yeah, dude, guys, that that guys looked... still voted for outside, even though that that air was thick as shit, uh, humid as hell. You guys still wanted outside, so. You got what you paid for, and it started raining on you halfway through. But whatever. Hey, it looked like a nice crowd there, though. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, and personally, when it's humid or hot like that, and you're halfway through the workout, you get a little like I was praying for rain last night when I was running. I was like, oh god, yeah, give it to me, man. It feels feels so good at that point. But um, yeah, awesome turnout. Smoothies were awesome. Leechburg on the 26th, same thing coming your way. I can make that uh, one. Five to eight. Yeah, you'll be there. I'll be that's actually the day after the Iron Man, so I'm I'm coming. <laughs> Just for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm staying. Uh, I'm not working that day, but Sandro's even like, you gotta make sure you come to that smoothie. So huh. yep. I'll be I'll be still dead zombie in, in my in my hotel after the event Sunday night, but I'll be driving back Monday. So I'll I'll be back in time for the smoothie. But twenty sixth, five to eight thirty, main squeeze smoothie truck, round three, year three back in the game make sure you come out and get that 
also free workout, I believe is at six for out there. Um, so make sure you're, you're coming out for both, man. Nothing better than grabbing a little midsummer outdoor workout, sweating your ass off right into a nice, delicious smoothie. That's the way to do it. Can't beat it. So yeah, solid. Cool. Let's get into it, man. So we are, uh, like we talked about last week, you know, healthy aging, some, some actionable items you can implement right away today. I believe we're going to dive in and we talked about this a little bit before, but we're going to dive into kind of progress and how to measure progress. What's useful information for measuring progress. What's maybe some overrated information. What's maybe some underrated information. Uh, but we're going to dive into all things monitoring progress. I'm going to kick it over to my man to, to get us started on that. Yeah. So when it comes to health and fitness and, you know, trying to get yourself in shape, trying to get healthier, trying to, you know, get your workouts in, um, it can be a lot, you know, right off the bat. But one of the main things that we tend to see is you know, which is extremely common. It's probably the most common thing around, which is focusing solely and wholly on the number on the scale. And as good as that can be for certain instances, um, it can also be very detrimental at the same time. Um, so like Ryan said, we're going to kind of go through all these different measurements of progress and kind of talk about them. And the one thing that I want to kind of note with all of these measurements of progress is we need to look at them a little bit more kind of uh, analytical than what they are. Like people look at the scale and we see numbers and we justify that as, oh, I'm overweight, oh, I'm in shape, or oh, I'm this, oh, I'm that. But we need to look a little bit deeper into this sense and break it down that that number on the scale is simply data or data that we're looking at. And we're gonna use that data slash data and help navigate our course to whatever direction we're trying to go, whether we're trying to build muscle, whether we're trying to lose weight, whether we're trying to just maintain ourselves, whatever it may be, that's what we're trying to go after. So every single thing that we kind of talk about here, we want to, in some instance, be looking at as if it is just data on a sheet of paper, trying to help guide us to the direction that we got to go. So we're going to kind of dive through uh, and just talk about some of the main points uh, of, of measuring progress uh, that I feel are important. And then we can go through and talk about them from that point. So we'll kind of just start with uh, with that first one, just scale weight kind of. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think but not not to put people to sleep, but, you know, I think whenever we before we get into talking about all these things, especially weight, you know, you kind of got to go back a little bit to to science class back in the day or even <laughs> yeah. stats, you know, math yeah. and statistics and understanding, you know, what collecting good information looks like, you know, understanding what outliers are, yeah. um, understanding what averages are, you know, understanding trends, how things are changing over time. Like that's all really important stuff to think about and remember as we go through this conversation, especially with the first one. So, I mean, when we're talking about weight, you know, one, and actually with all these things, one data point doesn't matter, which is what Tyler's kind of talking about there. So like one specific, your weight on a specific day and time 
does not matter. Yep. What matters is how it's changing over a broader, you know, you know, time frame. you know? So first and foremost, we got to collect reliable information. So to do that, you have to try to, as best you can weigh yourself under all the same circumstances every single time. So, you know, generally you're going to want that to be in the morning after you've, after you've done your thing in the, in the, in the bathroom before you've had any food or really anything to drink that that's really going to be the most accurate weight you're going to get or the most consistent from day to day. And even that can be inconsistent depending on what you like, what your food was like the day before all these different things that I'm sure we'll talk about. But so you want to collect reliable information in that you want it to be under the same set of circumstances as best you can every single time. That's really the only way you can compare. Like if you just randomly hop on the scale, like different times or different days, like that information is going to be useless to you because it's going to, it's just, you're, you're not comparing apples to apples there. So yeah, first and foremost with the weight side of things, make sure as you are tracking that it is always under the same set of circumstances, same time of day, same level of like food. So like, like I said, generally you're going to want to do it before you eat anything after you go to the bathroom. Um, it's going to be your best bet for getting reliable information that you can compare from day to day or week to week or month to month, whatever you're kind of doing. Yeah. And this, I mean, we can kind of pair this back with an older episode we did talking about weight fluctuations. Um, you know, Ryan brought up like, you know, stepping on the scale can vary depending on what you eat the day before things like that, like that all matters. So when we're looking at this stuff, your boy like, fluctuates some weight, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, me, myself included, like, you know, so we're looking at this stuff again in, in the sense of we need to collect consistent data and there's going to be outliers and then we can pick from those outliers to understand what we've done and how it's going to compare. Like most people don't realize that if you were to track your weight consistently, you're going to get on the scale at the same time under the same circumstances every day for a couple weeks. And within those couple weeks, uh, you're going on vacation. You're still doing the same thing. You're still hopping on the scale every morning while you're on vacation. You're seeing the numbers go up and down, this, that, and the other. You know, you come home from vacation, you step on the scale, you know, and your weight is inflated. Let's say you put on eight pounds over that course of the week that you were gone on vacation. Through looking at the trend, you would know that if all you do is eat correctly and do the other things that you're supposed to do, exercise, drink plenty of water, hydrate efficiently, all that kind of stuff, your weight will come back down. And you'll understand that the outliers within that was the fact that you were on vacation and that you ate more sodium than normal. You ate certain foods that you haven't eaten for a long time. So your body is responding to it, like whatever it may be. And you'll notice that on weekends, you know, and you'll start to put these trends together to better understand how your body responds based on the different foods that you eat, the different scenarios that you're in, all that kind of stuff. So one, for all the people coming back from vacation now, uh, because I've had about four people say this to me in the last three weeks, your weight's fine. Get back to eating normal, drink plenty of water, your weight will go back down. You didn't put fat on in a week. Uh, you, you, it's impossible to put eight pounds of fat on in a week. It just doesn't, doesn't work. Um, so 
this is why tracking things consistently and understanding that this stuff is data is not the reality. It's not like, you know, the end all be all is super important because this stuff just changes constantly all the time. So what we're looking at scale weight wise is going to be looking at our averages, you know, um, the trends of the up and down. Are we looking over the course of a week, you know, our weight may have gone up and down uh, a couple times, but compared to the week prior, we lost a pound and a half, you know, off our average. If we're looking at it, you know, bi-weekly in the course of every two weeks we do it, you know, we hop on the scale, we're looking to see kind of where we're at up and down. We're looking to see what's happening, you know, and it's things like that, that we need to understand is just data because otherwise there's going to be this point in time in your progress where you're going to hop on the scale and you're going to see the same number every day for a couple of days. And you're going to turn around and be like, this shit's not working. I'm done. But what you're not realizing is that you're one day away from a new low weigh in, or you're one day away from, you know, breaking through your plateau. If you want to call it a plateau, you know, like, consistency is extremely important in everything that we do with this stuff. We've preached it. I don't even know how many times now on here that we have to be consistent with our nutrition, with our exercise, with everything. It, this stuff included, if we're, if we're tracking stuff, we have to be consistent with it because that's the only way that we actually see the trends and we see things change. So big things to, to remember with that stuff is, you know, do everything consistently step on the scale at the same time every day under the same circumstances, you know, always try to keep it, you know, as normalized, I guess is what I'll kind of call it as possible when you go through to do this and understand that you're looking at a collection of data. We're not looking at one day. One day has no effect truly on the overall outcome. We're looking at a collection of data as we go through. Yeah. And I mean, you can track that however you want, you know, yeah. you, you can do every day if you want, just understand when you do that, there's going to be days where it goes up or it doesn't go down or whatever yeah. and, and not overreact to that. You can do, you know, once a week, every week. And, you know, for me, that's usually what I did. I, I know that I was pretty on the money from like Sunday through Friday morning. And then I would eat a little bit Fridays and Saturdays. So I would always, weigh myself on Friday mornings because that was coming off like the the best stretch of eating so like I wasn't as worried about water retention from extra carbs or extra sodium kind of like interfering with stuff so like I would do that every Friday morning um you could do it once a month you know because huh. when you do it daily you know you're gonna have those days that kind of go up and down yeah but over time you know it should go down you just have to be able to not overreact when it does go up or doesn't you know, stays the same. If you do it weekly, you know, in between times you weigh yourself, it's probably going to go up and down and whatever, but week over week, it should at least, you know, be moving yeah, your a trends, little bit. Yeah. Your trend should look a little bit more positive if you're going, you know, weekly as opposed to daily. Yeah. And then obviously monthly, same thing, you know, you're going to, all those fluctuations are going to be in there, but if you're doing it kind of on the same set of circumstances every month, you should be seeing, um, the progress there. So you want to take into account what kind of works best for you. If you do overreact, if it goes up, you know, you're probably going to want to do monthly just because there's a chance that daily it's definitely going to go up sometimes, but even oh, yeah. weekly, you know, even weekly it can go up depending on what's going on. So yeah, 
you're probably going to want to do it monthly. Um, and yeah, you just want to take out as many like wild cards as possible. So like, if, like I said earlier, if you're, if it's weekly, you know, I was always doing Friday because that was coming off a long stretch of eating really well during the week. If you eat some stuff on the weekend, like you wouldn't want to weigh yourself every Monday morning because it's going to be all over the place depending yeah. on what you ate that weekend or whatever. So, you know, you, you want it to be reliable and you want it to be consistent. So you can do it every day, but there's also a lot of people that I've seen that we've trained for years that when they weigh themselves every day, it's like a freaking train wreck, you know? Yeah, they, yeah they, it's lead to a lot of psychological yeah, like you, over, you can over obsess about it. You know, if you if you're able to mentally, which you know I've done that as well too. Like, if you're able to mentally just step on the scale every day, see what it is. Okay, cool, and keep it moving. And whether it's up or down, just kind of understand the bigger picture. Then, yeah, you can do it daily. But da daily can definitely get unhealthy for a lot of people if they aren't able to kind of tolerate that some days are going to go up really for no reason. You know, sometimes it's just for no reason. Sometimes if it's just hotter or colder outside or if you just, you know, are stressed out or didn't sleep yeah. or whatever, it could just be up just for the hell of it. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, if well, you can if you can kind of tolerate that, then then daily can be fine. But if, if you have a hard time with that, you're probably going to want to go monthly. Yeah. And I would I would definitely suggest if you didn't listen to the weight fluctuations episode to go back and listen to that, because that's where we really kind of dove into all those different things between what we eat, stress, sleep, and how all that kind of plays a role in what our weight is like on a day to day basis. So I would definitely go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. And weight weight is the most popular one. It's honestly probably not the best one nope. to, to measure your progress by any means. So I know, Tyler, you have a bunch more you want to yeah. get into. We're going to dive in. So the next one. Uh, and probably one of the more important ones. And personally, for me, I feel should be one of the first ones that we should be looking at, um, you know, when it comes to a health and fitness journey is just all the different biomarkers that we have. Uh, and biomarkers are, are kind of going into general things like how well are we sleeping? How is our energy levels? Um, you know, how is our digestion, our hunger? Are we still getting headaches like we used to? Do we, you know, do our joints still ache all the time? Like, they're little kind of normal things that we might overlook on a day-to-day -day basis, but they have such a high impact on how we are feeling, you know, because usually if we're sleeping poorly, then our weight's going to be bad. We're going to feel groggy. Our joints are going to ache. Our workouts are going to suck. And then it's just going to be a train wreck, you know, a, a snowball effect into a train wreck that we're dealing with, um, you know, because it can be very, very tough. So looking at all these things, almost from an inside out perspective, um, you know, focusing on, on the health side first um, can be extremely beneficial in um, balancing out our progress a little bit more efficiently, helping to understand that the scale is not the only way to get, you know, where we want to be and to really help us get the most out of what we are doing, you know, because there's plenty of people that look good, sleep like shit, and in reality, they're extremely unhealthy, um, you know, so we don't want that. We want everybody to be healthy. And then, you know, as a byproduct of that, look and feel amazing as well. So looking at those types of things, sleep, energy, digestion, hunger, you know, if you had any nagging things that were consistent, joint pain uh, or achiness, headaches, you know, uh, anything along those lines, we're looking at that stuff. And we want to know if that's changing, if it's getting better, if it's getting worse, if it's, you know, whatever it may be, um, because that can be
be a massive indicator for a lot of different things. Yeah, I, I, th- I think we've talked about this before, but being skinny does not mean being healthy. Not it does not mean does not mean being fit. You know, some people just kind of hit the, hit the genetic jackpot there, and they just uh, yeah. they just are skinny. You know, and, and skinny is like I said, skinny does not mean healthy. Skinny does not mean fit. So, you know, like Tyler was saying, your weight might be fine, but you might have zero muscle mass. You might have awful mobility your joints feel terrible you don't sleep you have no energy um you know you can be completely unhealthy that way and a lot of those things so you know poor sleep poor digestion all that stuff will eventually lead to weight gain so you know those are kind of like you know if your weight's fine now but you have all those issues going on like it's probably just a matter of time until your weight is not fine um and that's really the most important thing. So keep in mind too, like everybody does obsess about the scale. Like you don't wear a t-shirt all day long that has your weight on it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, nobody knows how much you weigh and, and nobody really cares, honestly. I mean, and you'll, there's a lot of people that, you know, when you start factoring in muscle, like there's a lot of people that'll weigh a lot more than you think they weigh and they look, they look pretty damn good, you know? Oh, yeah. So weight is you know kind of going back to that but you know all these other things are way more important because of that like you don't walk around all day you know with your weight written on your forehead or something you know like nobody knows what you weigh they just you know so it really doesn't matter it's it's pretty relevant um especially when you start factoring in muscle mass and all that stuff so yeah uh, yeah sleep is crucial to everything as we've talked about before digestion <laughs> yeah. is digestion is way more important than people realize or people think way more important for everything you know like if you're eating all this like extremely healthy food but you have a bunch of digestive issues like it's not gonna work you know like your 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 calories like it's not as important if your body's not using any of them if it can't properly break them down and use them um that's gonna lead to weight gain or or you know just being miserable honestly yeah. um so all that stuff is is crucial um to to not only like feeling good and being actually healthy but you know like i said those things are all very foundational for staying at a healthy weight and maintaining muscle and building muscle and all that stuff as we've talked about before yeah and i mean with that you also have to i mean think of it this way like would you rather look good and feel terrible or feel good and look good I mean, like a lot of people that look good feel terrible, like, because they just do things that are unhealthy to get to where they are. And that's what we don't want to happen. So focusing in, hitting some of these biomarkers, making sure we're getting plenty of sleep, making sure that we're, you know, eating how we need to be so we can make sure that our energy levels are adjusting and changing how they should, you know, looking at the digestion, making sure that if we do have something that's, you know, bothering our stomachs and so forth, we can figure out what it is. It could, you know, that could be finding food intolerances that you didn't know you had, you know, it could be just the understanding of, um, you know, how processed foods actually make you feel versus whole foods. Like, finding those things is, is extremely important and can be life-changing depending on who you are and where you're at and, and, and what's going on in your life and your health. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then also, I mean, looking at different things like hunger, I mean, hunger is a great indicator for a lot of different things, you know, 
It could be an indicator for the fact that you're not eating enough food, um, you know, and, and you're restricting yourself too much. It can be an indicator that, um, you know, we're eating in plenty of food, but our metabolism is beginning to fire more efficiently and become more metabolically adapted. And we need to start eating more food. Like there's so many different variables that can come in with that stuff. So it's good to look at it and see the different things. So if you do have questions about biomarkers, feel free to ask, uh, because this stuff can is very much individualized, but they're just, we're just kind of hitting the key things that you should start looking at. Um, the next one that I have on here is strength numbers, tracking your weights, tracking what you lift on a daily and weekly basis. Um, this is probably on top of biomarkers. This is probably one of my number one things that people should do a hundred percent. You know, all too often people come in and they just kind of wing the workouts and um, there's no structure to them and things like that. And then you try to wonder why certain things aren't improving and certain lifts aren't improving, why we're not getting as strong as we, you know, we thought we would be, et cetera, you know, going through having good structure to your programming and then tracking what you were doing is going to help you be much more accountable each and every week. It's going to help show progressive overload. It's going to show the outliers and the different things that might happen on a day to, you know, weekly basis, day-to-day basis, things like that, just like with the scale. Yeah. And it's just going to help us, you know, be more on top of everything that we're trying to do and show us that there's more to health and fitness than just the scale in this instance. We've talked about muscle and the importance of it. I don't even know how many times now on this podcast, like tracking your strength numbers is by far one of the best things you can do. And you would be surprised that if you do that and you do that consistently and do that well, what every other category of numbers are going to start looking like your biomarkers, your scale, everything. Yeah. I'm about as guilty as they come on this one. Yeah. I'm Um, terrible at doing it too, but I, I, it's extremely important. I was thinking about that the other day while I was running because there's nothing else to do while you run besides think about stuff. I'm getting back on it, man. I'm starting my program next week and I'm tracking. Yeah. So I basically just use my reverse hyper extension as a table. Uh, there you go. This, so I think I'm going to just get a notebook and just set it on there and just have like maybe four key, key exercises for like yeah. four workouts a week. Like I just have my number one kind of exercise that I'm really going to get back to like trying to get stronger in week at week over week. So yeah, I think I'm going to figure that out, but I'm, I'm as guilty as they come on this one. Like what I lift in a workout is just kind of what I feel like doing yeah. that day. Like how I feel like doing, I'll kind of warm it up, see how we're doing. And, you know, I definitely do not track and do not, you know, increase it little by little week after week as I should. Um, partially, I think, you know, with all this endurance stuff, my lifting is just kind of like to try to not look like a pool noodle. Um, yeah. so I haven't been as dialed in on that, but yeah, that's crucial. Um, if you're just, you know, your body's very smart, your body's number one goal is to just be as efficient as possible. So if you continually just lift 15 pound dumbbells, your body's just going to get very good at lifting 15 pound dumbbells. So there's not going to be an adaptation and there's not going to be a, a training effect that is going to produce more muscle and more strength. It's just not going to happen. So, um, yeah, bumping that weight up week after week is crucial. It's also one of the easiest 
things to see progress in. You oh know, yeah. If one week you lift 15 pound dumbbells for three sets of 10 and then the next week you lift the 12 or the 17 and a halfs for three sets of 10, like there you go, there's progress. So yeah, easy it, one to track, easy one to watch improve for sure. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, this helps us look at so many different things, especially within, you know, if you're being trained, you know, if you have a coach or if you're being trained by us, like seeing that, on a day-to-day week-to-week basis is how we can you know better analyze and and guide you on where you're trying to go with progress and where you're trying to get to with different things you know this is talking progressive overload we're trying to get stronger week after week you know as we go through and and get to the point where we can continually just look at progressions you know it's super easy and it can be done for every single exercise in some way or another and progressive overload comes in multiple different formats. We've talked about this multiple times, whether it be um, increasing weight week over week, whether it's increasing reps week over week, whether it's increasing sets week over week, whether it's, you know, being able to withstand the weight under tension, you know, with tempo longer, um, you know, whatever it may be, there's so many different ways that we can look at this stuff to see if we're making progress or if we're not making progress. Um, and it's just the easiest one to do. It truly is. It, it's, it's, if you don't want to do anything else of the stuff that we're talking about, just track your weights. Like, and you, I can almost guarantee you if you do that consistently for six months and then you were to go through and, and hop on the scale again, after six months, you're going to see a change. Could almost guarantee it. Like it's one of the easiest things to do. It's, it's that simple. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of the easiest and most clear cut. Um, yeah. One that's maybe a little bit more complicated or a little bit more, you know, difficult to watch the progress in. It's more of a long-term play is um, heart rate monitoring. Yeah. Um, so this has obviously been a huge focus. Per- I mean, personally, I've talked about it with the running and everything, trying to stay in a um, certain heart rate zone. But, you know, now that we have my zone and everybody, we're really making a big focus on that. That is another great way to track progress. And a lot of people don't really understand what they should be looking for on there. Mm-hmm. You know, people will over obsess about how many calories they're burning or whatever, um, which really doesn't matter. It's it's more about the effort and about the percentages and all that stuff. But one way you can kind of track your progress and see how you're improving you know, cardiovascularly is by being able to do the same work, like the same output at a lower heart rate. That's getting more efficient. That's improvement in cardiovascular health and and fitness. Or, you know, also it's kind of the same thing, but needing to do more and not necessarily more reps, but it could be more weight. Basically needing to work harder to get up to the same heart rate percentages that you were doing at first. So a lot of times what you'll see um, when you first start working out, especially if you haven't been doing anything is it won't take a whole lot for your heart rate to jump up pretty high. You know, you might even, you know, just in the warm up, you might be getting up there into the 70, 80% or whatever. So, um, and then over time, it should take more and more to be able to get up to those higher heart rates. So, um, that's a great way to watch you. Yeah, Cause a lot of times people are like, Oh, I want to pr- improve my, my cardio or I want to improve my conditioning or my endurance. But there's really, 
hasn't been a lot of great ways to measure that. I mean, unless you're running or something and you can just say, okay, I started out running a mile. Now I'm running 10 miles or something, but, um, you know, being able to see like, okay, like my heart is getting more efficient. Like I'm able to maintain a lower heart rate and that's a good thing, you know, like, and we've had people talk about this before, um, especially in team training after they've done it for a while where they're like, it's just not getting any easier you know, and it's, it should never get easier. And we, when we have these conversations with people, like it should never be easier. It should just take more. You should just be able to do more work for like the same output level, you know? So, you know, a lot of times people expect like they're going to get in good shape and then workouts are going to be easy. If it gets to a point where like workouts easy, then you just need to be like pushing yourself harder or using heavier weights or something so that you're still getting that training effect. Like if you're just, going through and doing something that's easy for an hour like it's not going to produce a change you know it's not going to produce progress so um that's a conversation we've had years and years and years with people but now with the my zone technology we're able to really show that um so if you were to do the same workout six months from now with the same exact weights and everything you know you should be maintaining a, a much lower percentage heart rate at that point and, and that's a great way to track your cardiovascular fitness progress yeah for sure for sure and it, like i mean like you said it is it's one of the more complicated ones i would say um you know more of an advanced type of person somebody who's been training for a while that'd be a great way to go um you know i mean you can be new and and, and dive into that too but that's one of the reasons why we brought it in is to be able to look at that stuff so we as trainers can better analyze in another format um, to help navigate and guide people the way that we need to, to get to the progress that you guys want to get. Um, the last thing that I have on here. So if you guys have not done it, obviously say something to, you know, one of the staff members, but the evil body scanners, all right, evil 360 body scanners, these things dish out so much data for people. It's ridiculous. Um, whether we're looking at lean body mass, fat mass, uh, standard muscle levels, hydration levels, metabolic efficiency numbers, um, separating the two different types of fat on the body, looking at muscular imbalances, you know, between left side and right side, uh, you know, it dishes out a ton of information um, and it's data. It's just data. What we're doing is taking our scale, taking our number from that and breaking it down into all the different categories and that helps us to navigate and look at all of the variables and outliers and different things that happen uh you know week to week month to month um from the scale so we're taking that scale weight that scale number and getting more information so now not only is our scale weight data but we're getting the kind of inside look at that so if for instance, I were to step on the E-Volt and my weight says 195. When we da- now look at the almost insider information of that 195, it's going to break down my lean body mass and then my muscle mass and then my fat mass and then the two different types of fat, my body fat percentage and all this stuff. And that's all data to help us navigate and guide whoever to the path they want to go, whether it's muscle gain, weight loss, maintenance, you know, decreased body fat, you know, whatever it may be, it's all there to help us navigate and guide. 
um, and is probably one of the main reasons why we got the evil almost what two years ago now close to it is to try to get away from that stigma aspect of uh here's the weight this is where we're at you know it's like no no no. here's our weight and let's talk about why it's where it's at you know and then we can look and we can look at you know see the trends of you know people being bloated and people holding on to excess water because over the weekend they went out to eat twice and so forth like that we can look at all these different things if somebody's holding on to inflammation in their body and they're swelled up we can look at all sorts of different things like we can look to see if you're losing weight in a healthy way or in an unhealthy way like we can see that sort of stuff um, just by looking at all this data so if you've never done one of these, highly, highly, highly suggest you talk to one of the staff members. That way we can get you on there. Um, but for the people that have done the Evolt scan, um, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at the data. We're trying to guide you and navigate you to where you want to be based off the information that we see. And that information then goes into other stuff that we're talking about. So then, you know, we might turn around and ask you about your biomarkers. How's your sleep? How's your energy? You know, are you feeling hungry? Are you not feeling hungry? And we can use that information then from biomarkers, use the information from the evil to now get a better understanding of where you are, where your body's at, what your body's currently doing, how it's adapting, if it's going the way we want it to, or if it's not going the way we want it to, you know, so all these different things play massive roles in making progress. We can use this as a means of, you know, if you're starting out, getting on the evil scanner, it's your first time you hop on, we get your numbers, we see where you're at. Then you turn around, you hop into a training with a my zone, you're doing all this stuff. And four months later, we come back and your weight is, you know, 20 pounds down and so forth like that. We can turn around and be like, all right, cool. Like, let's check out your my zone stuff. Let's see how that's going, you know? And we can see the change of the fact of when you started to now, how your workouts have improved, how your weight loss and so forth has helped aid in that and how, our different markers kind of match up to that. So all of these things are data that we're trying to take in so that we can guide and navigate. And it's going to be a constant thing. Like that's what we're going to say all the time. We're guiding and we're navigating you guys. We can't do the work for you. All this does come down to you, but we're here to kind of help make that progress happen. And this is why having so many different forms of measurement is important. Yeah. And just last little note on the evolt too. The other thing that's really nice is again, just like you want to track it over time. Uh, the evolt app does an awesome job of, of charting your progress. Like it yes, has a it bunch does. of cool graphs in there. It shows you the change from one to the next. Um, it's a really great, really great technology, really great app. Um, my zone's really good too. So yeah, we're really, um, we're really rounding out our, our ability to, to like Tyler said, really, really dial in, you know, what's kind of the missing link progress wise. I mean, if we are dialing in, um, you know, the heart rate stuff, we're tracking that we're watching the weight, we're doing the body fat, we're doing the, the evil stuff. We're able to, to get into my zone and, and really look at your stats, look at your effort and your workouts. Um, you know, a little, little preview of coming attractions We're we're about to, about to kind of revamp and relaunch nutrition coaching here. Um, I'm psyched. We're, we're going to build out custom, custom meal plans for people four weeks at a time. 
which makes it much easier to follow whenever it's just for a shorter period of time. And then you're, you're switching it up. Usually people get bored and kind of fall off track, but we're going to be dialing that up here soon. So really what we'll be able to do at that point, like if we're not making progress, we're going to have information from my zone about how, you know, what your efforts like and how often you're working out. We're going to have the meal plan stuff. We're going to have the evil information. We're going to have, um, you know, we should have an idea of what your strength is, is doing. So we're going to have all these different variables, all this different information in front of us where we can identify, you know, what the issue might be and where we need to improve. So are we following the nutrition and we're coming to the gym enough days, but we're just not working hard enough in our workouts, then we can kind of try to crank that up a little bit. Are we working hard in our workouts, but we're just not coming enough? we can make that adjustment or are we coming enough and working hard enough in our workouts, but the nutrition, the meal plan isn't where it needs to be. We can try to create a new meal plan that fits your schedule and fits your life better that, that might be easier to follow. So really rounding everything out here. Um, you know, also going to be, be looking to bring in some, um, mobility programs to our, to our personal training program. So a lot of really exciting stuff coming up really well-rounded, uh, valuable information that's going to be available to all of our training clients um, to just really help you guys dial it in and and be as efficient as possible in reaching your goals and maintaining your goals, most importantly. So a lot of information, jam-packed episode. That was good stuff. Hopefully you guys enjoy this one. Hopefully you have a lot to take from it. I feel so like it's so funny to me that we come into these and like we had no clue what the fuck we were talking about today. Total total wing job. (laughs) But it always works out. That's how you know we know some we know some stuff. It always works out. We just we just pick a topic about three minutes before we hit record and then we record it. So you know, we look up a few things here and there, but for the most part we're we're speaking off the top of the dome here. So we got some we got a little bit of knowledge on this on this call man we got some experience here we got some knowledge and you guys get the shit for free you get the shit for free <laughs> every week haven't missed oh, 67 man. weeks in a row plus a couple bonus episodes we got to get back get to them the shit for free and you can't even leave us a goddamn voicemail <laughs> One week, somebody will leave us a voicemail. Again. One week. But anyway, always a good time. Great, great chat. Good information. If you guys have any questions about any of this stuff, so you really don't want to, you know, I don't want, this isn't a sales job, but like all this information is is tracking different things. And when you put it all together, that's really where the magic happens. So yeah. if you haven't tried the Evolt, if you haven't looked into my zone, if you're not, um, you know, if you're struggling with getting into the gym. Yeah, like strength and strength wise, if you're not sure how to how to progressively overload properly, like make sure you have all these pieces in place. And then like I said, once we relaunch the revamped nutrition coaching, you know, all of our training clients oh, yeah. are gonna get a hookup on that. But it will be available as like an a la carte kind of coaching service to uh regular members that aren't doing personal training. So a look for that coming soon. Really excited about that. But having all of these things together is really where the magic happens. So if you if you don't have one of these things or if you want more information about it, make sure you see 
Tyler, Rusty, Melissa, whoever, Maddie, Andrew, myself, you know, whoever, and we'll, we'll set you on the, on the right path. So appreciate everybody tuning in. This is a money episode. Leave a, leave a review, share it, all that stuff. We'll see you guys next week. See you.